orbiting 250 miles above, the space station provides us with the ultimate view of planet Earth. From this perspective, we ask our guests to engage with six questions that orbit around wonder and stories of hopefulness. For the next few minutes, this is our wonder space. Welcome to the 116th episode of the Wonder Space podcast, which is an expression of a family trust called Panapa. My name is Steve Cole, and since September 2020, I have asked the same six questions to over 100 people from around the world. People such as Joshua Coombs, who in episode 79 talked about taking to the streets with the scissors to build relationships and offer haircuts to men and women experiencing homelessness. He began posting transformative images on social media to amplify the voices of those he met and Do Something for Nothing was born, a movement that encourages people to connect their skills and time with those who need them. We are thrilled once again to be drawing from the wonder of Ask Nature, who look to nature for inspiration to solve design problems in a regenerative way. Here is another moment to help us re-wonder. In the vast forests of the Congo Basin lives the hero shrew, a tiny mammal with a big secret. Hidden beneath nondescript light brown fur, the hero shrew has a spine of remarkable strength. It consists of more vertebrae than other shrews, and those vertebrae are shorter front to back, but much taller top to bottom. The extended side wings of the vertebrae also feature countless horizontal tubercles that allow the separate bones to fit snugly together allowing the flexed back to take on the properties of a single massive column. There are also strong attachment points for the muscles that pull the back together, and in particular, arch it upwards. These features have led researchers to hypothesize that the hero shrew's striking spine has developed in relationship to a foraging strategy that leads the species to scrunch up and push apart plant parts, rocks, and logs in order to access hidden worms and insect larvae. Now, they may guide human innovators along the path to more sustainable and higher performance prosthetics and architecture. This week on Wonderspace, we orbit with journalist Oliver Pelling from Melbourne in Australia. He is the editor-in-chief at Adventure.com and is the founder and director of Good and Proper who provide comms and content to purpose-driven organizations, helping them move their audiences towards action for people and planet. With this expansive overview of Earth, I start by asking Ollie, if we could do a flypast over any part of the world that is significant to you, which place, city or country would it be and why? Yeah, I uh, put a bit of thought into this one and I've been lucky to travel quite a bit through. I used to work a lot and still do with Intrepid Travel and I've done a lot of travel writing and stuff. So I've been to lots of really interesting places, but I think for me, um, it would have to be my hometown of Eastbourne on the south coast of the UK. Um, I moved to Melbourne from Eastbourne maybe uh, 12 or 13 years ago now. And I think being so far away really casts it in a different light. That's a significant place and, and time for me, for sure, in Eastbourne. 
Ollie, give us a glimpse into your life story so far with an emphasis on what you are doing currently. Obviously, grew up in Eastbourne, as I mentioned. I went to university in Kingston-upon-Thames. Uh, I'd studied journalism and creative writing. Um, during that time, met a girl from New Zealand uh, who sort of very swiftly upended my life and moved to Melbourne, Australia via New Zealand um, sort of after I graduated and, and came to Melbourne at a time where uh, getting involved in the media, magazines and newspapers, which is what I really wanted to do, was, was just incredibly hard. So I worked with a, with a B Corp travel company for a long time called Intrepid Travel. And then I went on and worked in advertising. And then I went freelance. And um, anyway, it's all just sort of a long way of saying that like since like, arriving in Melbourne and graduating uni, I've always straddled these lines between uh, journalism and uh, advertising copywriting and these sort of two different ways of storytelling and getting a point across um and so after five years of freelancing uh sort of had enough work where i figured it might be a good idea to try and set up a company and, and kind of give that a go so my partner was pregnant with our second child during the 2019 2020 bushfires in uh, in victoria in australia and um Melbourne streets, you know, there was smoke, it smelled like a bonfire, the sky was orange. Um, and I remember that was the first time feeling the impacts of climate change right on our doorstep. Um, I mean, I went out to buy an air purifier because we thought that might help, um, but they were all sold out. So it was a really kind of unsettling and dystopian time, um, weird time. Um, and I'd already worked with purpose-driven organisations for, for a long time before that, but that really became the line in the sand for me to decide that I only only wanted to work with companies that are looking to fix the problems we're facing. Um, you know, whether that's to do with climate, communities, mental health, overconsumption, um, I wanted 100% of my time to be spent working with those kind of organisations. And the basic premise of Good and Proper is to help promote and accelerate stories focused on solutions, hope and action. Uh, I believe a better future is possible uh, if only we can sort of show people how to get there. Um, I think storytelling and communications can play a pivotal role in accelerating the positive change we need to see. Um, it can't be all the change on its own, but I think it's an incredibly important part of it. There's no shortage of good happening in the world everywhere. Uh, we just need to be better at sharing those stories, I think. Um, when it comes to advertising and sort of what I'd seen in advertising, um, it's totally, just totally insane to me how much time and energy is wasted. Um, you know, all these truly brilliant creative minds and wonderful people, you know, genuinely amazing people just spending countless hours figuring out how to sell, you know, chocolate bars and vacuum cleaners and insurance policies. Um, and I could just never figure out, you know, if your product or service is that interesting or useful to people, why do you need to spend all this time and money on, on creative strategies that, that show people how, how useful it is? You know, it just makes no sense. Just make better or more useful products. Um, and the name Good and Proper is sort of supposed to be a response to the amount of just bullshit uh, that kind of goes on in advertising. You know, we keep things simple, effective and useful and, and we only look to talk about the good that is already there in a company or, or a product or a service. We're not making things up. We're just amplifying what already exists. You know, and we're very small, very small team, but we want to try and offer a form of advertising that is focused around real people, um, products or services that can help accelerate this positive change. Uh, we want to use our resources and influence as a business to share those messages as, as far and wide as possible. Um, 
And there are plenty of other organizations already doing amazing things in this space too. Um, you know, Futera is one of them in the UK. Um, Enviral was another great UK one. There's Harvey, um, you know, an ethical marketing agency here, here in Melbourne. There's lots of companies that are doing this and that we're really inspired by. We're certainly not the first. Um, I'm just trying to use my skills and resources and ours as a company in a way that does the most good uh, within the capacity and networks we have. And it's, it's really that simple. Where on earth is your place of reset or recharge? I'm a bit of an introvert when it comes to big groups and things, but if it's one-on-one, I really, I really enjoy having really rich conversations with people, and and I find that really gives me energy. Like, I mean, you know, I met you in London sort of last year or earlier this year, and and we just had a chat for about half an hour, and that sort of energy from that conversation took me through the whole day. I just felt so good that to connect with another person in that way. So for me, I think, yeah, conversations really help me reset and recharge as well. What wonder of the natural world excites you the most? What excites me the most is that what I just sort of mentioned is that like human connection and just remembering that we are part of nature and it sounds sort of corny, but, you know, um, the moments that sort of like make the hairs on my arms and back of my neck stand up are always those times where you're talking to somebody and you can, you're communicating with them and you're understanding each other and you're really getting somewhere. And to me, that is really special and that's as much a part of nature that it just like blows my mind how, how we're even able to do that. Ollie, what is your story of hopefulness that's not your own about a person, business or non-profit who are doing amazing things for the world? One thing that I've, I've thought about a bit is, you know, all the people that are doing things that you, you don't really know about um, and, you know, particularly in this culture of, you know, LinkedIn and Twitter and Instagram and sort of self-promotion, there's lots and lots of people out there talking about all the good they're doing and, you know, which is amazing and they should be doing that. But I think there's also so many people that kind of fall for one reason or another, like maybe they're a bit anxious or they feel a bit like uh, self-conscious or imposter syndrome. They're not out there talking about what they're up to. Having met a bunch of, you know, we've done a few photography projects and stuff, but we've just met and photographed people and you know, whether it's the woman who's sort of like, a woman named Jackie, actually, a specific woman who's like real rewilding her area. She's turning all of like the, the patches out the front of her house and on a street into vegetable gardens, just because just she wants to do it, you know. She's not got, I think she does have council approval, but she's, you know, making these vegetable patches all around the neighbourhood, someone like that. Um, somebody like, you know, this woman Shahini, who, who she kind of works from home and, but she does this consulting job where she's sort of trying to get fossil fuel organisations to transition, you know, and, and how they're managing this transition and um, just all these people that are just doing such incredible things, but just like behind closed doors or for no reason other than they think it's the right thing to do or the, a good thing to do. I think for me, when you find those people, that that's really special, you know. Finally, as we prepare to re-enter the Earth's atmosphere, what insight, wisdom or question would you like to leave with us? The first one for me, and it's just a question that I'm always asking myself, is where can I be of the most use? Um, just, just in any given day, like with my work. I mentioned before that good and proper is my current manifestation of like what I'm doing, because right now it feels like where I can be of the most use, but that might change, and I think... Just trying to figure that out. It doesn't matter what industry you're in or, or what you do or what your skill set is. Just if you're interested in trying to progress to or, or 
move towards, I guess, a more equitable and sustainable sort of society. It's like, where can my skill sets be used the most and how can I help the most? Um, I just think it's a good question to have front of mind. And, and then the other one, I think, is just to not be too hard on yourself as well. Just in terms of like, there's so much pressure in like the, the business for good or the purpose space. And I don't know, I feel like everybody I talk to, well, not everybody, but a lot of people I talk to are burnt out in one way or another because it's really hard to get off this when you're, when you're really involved and invested in it. Um, and you can be quite hard on yourself. And I just think none of us sort of expected to be in any of these situations. We're all dealing with various things like life. All of our private lives are hard in different ways because of the cost of living and, and just interpersonal relationships. Just being an adult human on earth is pretty like challenging, like as a baseline. Forget about the professional side of it, you know. So I think just taking it easy and remembering to take it easy every now and then is just really important. You can find out more about Good and Proper at goodandproper.co. I want to thank Ollie for joining us on Wonderspace. Let's continue to share our stories of hopefulness that makes a name for someone else. We need them like never before. Thanks for listening.